Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 188. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendes, my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, and as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll be getting into the final divisional breakdown of the 2023 MLB season. That is none other than Nick's NL West. We'll also be discussing the World Baseball Classic and getting into a little PCP. Without a further, without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, tired, and my back's starting to hurt again. All this CrossFit. <laughs> That's all that. Is it deadlifting again? I mean, I deadlifted the other day, and it hurts. So, probably. Damn. All that, all that. I can do it again, boys. It's a young man's game, dude. Yep. How you doing this evening, Eric? Same. Tired, man. I know I missed last week. Don't think I've recovered yet from that trip. I don't... I'm just old, man. I'm just getting old and I feel old. I'm just tired. But I'm glad to be back today. We didn't leave the trip early. That's why. (laughs) True. I stuck it out all the way to the end. That's true. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Eric lost another one of his lives. I think he's down to five. Uh, And uh, he... I slept for 21 straight hours after our return trip from Japan. Uh, I ain't even mad. I'm more impressed than anything. Is this after sleeping on the plane? No. Nah. I didn't get much sleep on the plane. It was, okay. it was a pretty cramped situation. I just read okay. my book the whole time, so I didn't sleep on the plane. But I also went to work the next day. And, <laughs> and Eric was dead. Eric did not go to work the next day. Let's just put it that way. That's really funny. <laughs> so today's episode will be all lethargy and giggles. But um, let's just go ahead and get into the World Baseball Classic, right? So we're a little little delayed on the World Baseball Classic, as for those of you who don't know, it finished last Tuesday with the final being uh, Team USA taking on Team Japan. Or Japan, for those of you uh, non-Japanese-speaking uh, people. Um, and the final hit at 3-2. Before we get into the final, though, do we actually have the, the bracket pulled up or in the pool play? Uh, yeah, I can, I can pull it up, too. Go away! Fuck! Jesus Christ, go away! Every podcast, this dog gets mentioned. Fuck me. <laughs> Pays attention to him all all day. The minute he talks to friends, a hundred percent, dude. It's either him honking this toy or just putting his big old get away from the trash can. I just shot through the chat there for you, Jermaine. All right, sounds good. So we had uh we had four pools uh, that came out of uh, in the World Baseball Classic. Four teams, actually, it was what five teams each, wasn't it? Yeah, five teams each, four pools, 20 teams total. Uh, Pool A had Cuba coming out, winning the group with a 2-2 record. Italy came out in second place with a 2-2 record. Uh, Despite Nick and I cheering for the Netherlands, they came in at third. Uh, Panama came in at fourth, and the Chinese Taipei came in at fifth. Um, All all teams, surprisingly, in this pool had 2-2 records, uh, which is pretty shocking. Uh, Pool B... We had Japan coming in at undefeated, never lost. 
then Australia came in at three one uh, with three and one record. Korea two and two. Czech Republic one and three. And China uh, failed to record a win. Uh, those that entire team is probably now dead, uh, seeing as the <laughs> Communist Party is still in power. Uh, we had Pool C. Mexico came out on top, 3-1. Uh, USA came out uh, as the second in the group at 3-1 as well. Uh, only loss was its opening game to Mexico. Then you had Canada, 2-2, two two, Great Britain, 1-3, and, and Colombia, 1-3. And, and finally, Pool D, Venezuela came out without losing a game as well, 4-0. Puerto Rico was number two, also advanced at 3-1. and one. Uh, Only loss was obviously to Venezuela. Dominican Republic, 2-2. Two and two. Um, Man, Nick's pick to win it all did not fare so well. And Israel, 1-3 and three with Nicaragua, 0-4. Oh Thoughts on the pool play, boys? Uh, I think you said it perfectly. Uh, we thought the – I thought the Dominican team was going to do a lot better. I believe when we did our show, they were the favorites. So Vegas thought they were going to do a lot better. Uh, all right, so we, we covered this a lot in our World Cup show. Right. We said, hey, any given year, any other year than this last year's World Cup, Morocco would have been an amazing story because all these nations had full camps, had full times to do stuff. If if they had these full camps, then the Morocco story would be even that spectacular. Fresh off the heels of that World Cup and those discussions that we had. We now enter into a world baseball classic that's before – see see what I mean? That's directly – that's directly in the middle of spring training when a lot of these guys are getting ready. They haven't played baseball in a couple months. They've been sitting on their couches, you know, metaphorically for, for you know, couch sitting for athletes, right? They're still working out. But baseball is that sport that you can't just jump right back into it. And especially with the way guys are throwing these days, 95 plus, some guys, you know, Shohei and uh, who is the other young pitcher? Sasaki. Sasaki, yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, Sasaki on Japan throwing 100 miles per hour. I'm not ready to face that when, I, when I'm coming off the couch in, in, in early March. So I think we saw, I think we saw a lot of the stuff that we talked about in the World Cup is that you have these teams that should have been very good. We looked at the Dominicans, and it was a murderer's row of both pitchers and batters. But those guys aren't in midseason form. I, I, I'm, I, I'm sure, I'm sure you play this. I'm sure you play this tournament at the end of the year, and the Dominicans, have a, and the Dominicans do 180 degrees from what they did. On paper, they had the best roster in the WBC. It's why Vegas made them the favorites. Paper don't win ball games. Paper wins a lot less ball games when you when the guys aren't when the guys aren't aren't ready and and you know you, you kind of got to see you know we went to a quarterfinal game in Japan between uh, Japan and Italy right? Who right. thought the the Italians would be playing in the knockout stage? You know what I mean? Mike Piazza did, and every <laughs> single one of them with a Mike Piazza mustache. So that that's that's my takeaway. You know, it it was, it would have been, it it if I I would have been a little bit more mesmerized if the World Cup hadn't just happened, and I could point to that and go, oh well, they're not in midseason form. It it was 
it was kind of it's kind of disappointing not seeing not seeing the baseball's best on the biggest stage. Yeah, but they were in the group of death though. The Dominican Republic played well. They just ran into a very good Venezuela team with lots of MLB talent and they Puerto Rico, bro. Puerto Rico got robbed last WBC. And they got robbed again this year cuz Edwin they Diaz did. went out. They did get robbed by Adam Jones. You're right. They did get robbed. That ball got robbed. Fucking it got brought back. Team. So glad USA lost. Lost. I, I, I don't know. So are you advocating for the WBC to be at the end of Major League 12 season? First of all, okay. So, so here's my gripe with the WBC. I told you guys this when we were in Japan. The WBC played their first knockout game at the exact same time that the, their last group stage game was finishing up. I think the WBC needs to set themselves on a yearly base uh, on, on, on some sort of basis, whether that be three years or five years or every two years, but stick to that so we know when it's going to be. And play it, so, I mean, I don't know, play it at the end of the season maybe. Play, or, so or, you're saying after Major League Baseball? Maybe I don't know. I mean, may, maybe that's not the, the maybe that's not the the hill. I think, I, it, I, I think it's great in March. I mean, it gets you excited for baseball. That's for sure. That's the whole. That's the way I look at it. I was like, yo, that's the opening salvo for the 2023 season. If that did not get you hyped for the baseball season. I don't know what's going to get you hyped for baseball, and then maybe b- baseball is on the outs in America. Then, uh, but th- I think this is the best thing that can the, this coming baseball season. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm of, of the things. My next thing that I was going to say was of the things to fix in the WBC. I'm not necessarily going to die on the hill of changing the time that it happens. Yeah. Also. Uh, Japan's roster is probably better than Dominican Republic's roster. I think I might be willing to go one for one. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm biased after seeing them win it all and also see in Japan, but damn, they had a lot of good fucking baseball players on the team. They had a dude that didn't even start in like five MVPs in the Nippon Baseball League. He should have won six. He probably would have been starting. (laughs) Yeah, you bum. (laughs) He's got five more than Shohei. Fucking loser. All right, so that that wrapped up our pool. Cuba, Italy, Japan, Australia, Mexico, USA, Venezuela, Puerto Rico. Actually, I do have one final question before we move into knockout rounds. Is this Mexico announcing that they're a legit contender in the WBC, or is this – was this a fluke or one of those good years for them? Uh, they've been what? All right, let's let's see. They have been, they've been, they were third place this year, right? Correct. And they're they fifth. Third, in, they don't play a third place game, do they? Right. No, I but don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I would say they're better than Cuba. <laughs> and they're, and they're fifth in the world right now, world baseball ranking. I, I, I would say even I, I would counter you and say it's about it's about damn time. <laughs> so we're we're agreeing that finally Mexico sh- yeah. is 
I think that's it. I, I don't think it's a one and done. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a surprise. I think it's like a. I, I would say for Mexican fans, it's it's like a, a finally, right? I mean, like like in 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 Mexico, right? You have soccer and you have baseball. Those are the sports that that they play. And murder. Ah, uh, yeah, and and you know cartel subjugation, but I don't I don't necessarily I don't understand the rules and scoring system of that. So. I haven't watched Death Race enough to get it, but uh, yeah, and the, go- and the governing really body is a little the governing body is a little too violent for me. So <laughs> they're 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 little they're like the opposite of the NCAA. You know what I mean? N- yeah, no, no, <laughs> no rules. Yeah. All right, so that that wraps up our pool play. Uh, in the first quarterfinal, we had Australia taking on Cuba, uh, the Pool A winner versus the Pool B runner up. And Cuba, the Pule winner, gets the job done against Australia, advances to the semifinal, awaiting the winner of our third of our, our third quarterfinal on this. But I'm just going to go in the same side order. Uh, USA, Pool C runner-up, takes on Venezuela, the Pool D winner. Uh, in what was an absolute great baseball game, Venezuela – had the U.S. on the ropes. U.S. came back. Venezuela took the lead again. And finally, what some knuckleheads are d- dubbing as Captain America, Trey Turner hits a grandy on the grandest stage of them all to put USA up two runs, and that would be the ultimate scoreline. So USA advances to take on Cuba uh, in the semifinal. The other two quarterfinals we had, as we alluded to earlier, we saw Japan, the Pool B winner, take on the Pool A runner-up in Italy. Uh, Japan won 9-3 and uh, advanced to the semifinal. And in the final quarterfinal, we had the Pool C winner, which is Mexico, taking on the Pool D runner-up, Puerto Rico, after their uh, devastating loss of their closer the game before. Mexico goes on to win 5-4, actually coming back from a 4-0 deficit to win that game. Setting up the semifinal matchup of Japan versus Mexico. Um, Another great baseball game. Japan and Mexico went blow for blow with Japan eking out a one-win victory and advancing to the championship. And USA takes on Cuba and boy. After the bats woke up versus Venezuela, the bats stayed hot, giving USA a 14-2 win over Pool A winner Cuba, setting up the showdown of USA versus Japan. Uh, In that matchup, USA jumped out to a 1-0 lead um, after a Trey Turner dinger. Then uh, Japan's Murakami ties it with a solo shot and then a uh, few runs after that. I mean, a few batters after that, they drive in a second run to have a two, one lead go on to win with a final of three two. the USA. I believe stranded. They had nine hits and two runs. So they stranded seven. They were zero for six with runners in scoring position. Um, um, Shohei Otani ultimately wins the MVP of the entire World Baseball Classic. He threw nine and uh, two quarter innings, had two wins, one save, uh, nine strikeouts. And uh, as a hitter, he hit, what is it, 400, four doubles, one home run, 
Uh, nine RBIs. I mean, that that's just what I can off the top of my head. Someone could probably look that up. But All right, thoughts on the <laughs> knockout stages? Yeah, I mean, I think this is where we got some of our best baseball, right? And the... And and playoff, uh, my my favorite player of of the WBC can is someone that we have near and dear to our heart on podcast room three hundred three, and that's playoff Randy. <laughs> so if if you don't I know if some playoff Randy, bro, if if you don't know who I'm referring to, uh, Mexican center fielder Randy Arozarena. Um, I, I mean he's he's been a, he's been a revelation for the Rays. Uh, originally Cuban, he defected to Mexico, pleaded to get on the Mexican national team and finally got on it. It's a great story. And I think he's a great player for Mexico. It it was just, it's really fun to watch. And I mean, Matt, you, you said it, right. We almost saw a USA Mexico final, which, you know, I know we got back from Japan very soon after that. I know it was sold out, but if I was guy, if I if there was a USA Mexico World Baseball Classic final, I probably would have would have done a red eye to Miami to go watch that game. Is Jermaine frozen? Did we lose him? We might have. He's just sitting there ominously smiling. So yeah, so we so we almost had we almost had if if they had if if they had got it is Jermaine you back Jermaine. Big bitch is back. So what I was saying is we we were one Japanese ninth inning rally away from a USA Mexico game in which I would have red eyed my ass down to Miami to catch. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. A USA Mexico game is so juicy for us, right? Specifically where we live, you know, friends, etc. But man, Japan versus USA. I mean, first of all, I would have, I probably would have got up for Mexico just as much as this Japan game. But talk about the the elite talent that was on the field, right? Sands the U.S. pitching staff, which I'm still very much upset about. There was so many good players on that goddamn field. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, it had to come down to the final at bat. It had to be Shohei pitching for the save. It had to be against Mike Trout. It it just it. How could you? You know, there's 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 a quote that I, you know, there's there's a quote that that is in uh, one of the one of my favorite baseball movies, Moneyball. And he says, "How can you not be romantic about baseball?" And from that from that Trey Turner home run to the Mexico comeback against Puerto Rico, sorry boys, to the Japan comeback over Mexico, to the Shohei Otani against Mike Trout. I mean, I, I have a video saved on my phone of that scene from Moneyball of where they slowed down the Venezuela pitcher and they took all the sound away from it. And in slow motion, all you hear is the crack of Trey Turner's at bat. I mean, the Trey Turner, the Trey Turner grand slam. Listen, Trey Turner's played in forty-two playoff games. The man's won a World Series, and he said the homer that he, the grand slam that he hit against Venezuela, 
was the most important hit he's ever had, and it's also the loudest he's ever heard a, a stadium. My buddy who was there in the stands and has been to 20-something-odd MLB stadiums and at every you know World Series, All-Star game, he, he's been to all of them. He said that was the loudest he's ever heard a sports stadium in Miami for that. The crowd, the crowds, <laughs> first Goosebumps. of all, Goosebumps. I regret nothing about going to Japan. I no. had an absolute blast. It's one of the best places I've ever visited. But the fucking crowds in Miami, which was the what, what we were going to plan our other trip around, was if we're not going to Japan, we're at least going to Miami. <laughs> right. One of them was international. One of them was, was stateside. The fucking crowds, Eric wouldn't have survived Miami. The crowds so <laughs> yeah he's tired now he would have slept 48 <laughs> yeah. hours after miami bro. he would have slept forever when he <laughs> came back from miami is eric dead no he's just asleep. No, he's, just, he's sleeping white we gotta wake him with a prince's kiss he's he's in his odin sleep bro yeah he had to recharge bro so those crowds were wild the puerto rico dominican republic matchup outstanding red hot crowd uh dominican republic versus venezuela venezuela versus puerto rico vice versa those crowds were unbelievable and i think that's what added to the world baseball classic i can guarantee there are a fuck ton of people who watch baseball and never been to a stadium as loud as those in miami and we're talking about people who, who 50 years of baseball watching right this was something different this was something special this was amazing it got my friends who don't even fucking care about baseball they were like i didn't know you like baseball i was just like the fuck i didn't know you know what baseball was <laughs> they were watching this world baseball classic yeah yeah it's it's it, it is it is very cool to at least for me, who who this entire time we've had this podcast, and really the entire time you guys have known me, and I guarantee you, you before years before that, I've been preaching the gospel of America's pastime. I love baseball. I'm going to opening day on Thursday for two teams I could give two flying fucks about, but I'll be in an open, I'll be in an MLB stadium on opening day. I've professed my love for opening day as the one of the greatest days of the year, right? I, I wish I were in Colorado for it, but unfortunately, I've never been. It's so great to see people, like you said, like our friend group, people around the office who have just come up to me and they're like, hey, how about that USA game last night? And I was like, you like baseball? And they're like, well, no, not really, but we like – we heard news about it. And we heard you talking about it. And we decided to watch, you know, the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, that's that's what's so funny. I feel like most of my friends watched it because I was talking about the World Baseball Classic. Right. And then they were watching it and got fucking sucked up in it. I had some boys that went to the Mexico-USA games in uh, Arizona because they were in Phoenix for that. So... Uh, I don't know if they went to the Mexico versus USA game. I think it, one of them, at least one of them did. But they went to a few of those Mexico games, and those were crazy packed. 
Well, well, uh, some of your buddies went to Great Britain, uh, Canada, which was a shootout of a game. <laughs> who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have guessed? Yeah. So I, I won't be there Thursday. Thur- Thursday is opening day. It's it's Rockies at Padres opening day on Thursday. I will not be at that game. I like to watch all the opening day games, so I don't like going to opening day. But I have been looking tickets in my my company gives me a discount for Padres tickets, and I'm thinking about going on Friday or Saturday to catch the one of the Padres Rockies games. So, dude, I got I got eight other people in my company to take the day off on Thursday. <laughs> it's a 105 game. I told my boss I'm not working. He was like, "Oh, we'll see about that." I was like, "No, we won't." I'm going to quit if I need to. <laughs> you can hire me back on Monday, but I'm going to be there for opening day. <laughs> and I got eight other people in my company to be like, yeah, we'll skip work with you to go drink beers and watch baseball. It's it's amazing. It's immaculate. I actually 40, hate- for, 45, 45 bucks. We're, we're at the rail in left field. I hate second deck. Oh, that's because the Nationals are suck. But that's that, a great, dude, that's I a great seat. Bro. One of one of my supervisors walked in today and he goes, "What do you? How do you think the Nationals are going to do?" See, I just love this around the office. That it's just there's there there's there's. I'll, I'll finish this story first before I profess my love again. I said he said, "How are the Nationals going to do?" I said, "Nationals ticket prices are looking pretty good this year." <laughs> he goes, "What does that mean?" I was like, "They're going to be awful." <laughs> But it looks, but it's good for me. Like somebody that loves baseball, like bring it on. I the, there's there is a reason, right? You can say you like whatever sport you like, and that's fine because I know what my sport is doing. That m- it means they're not number one, right? They've had two labor strikes over the last forty years that have crippled baseball. And when baseball builds itself back up, baseball manages to fuck itself in the own ass and break itself down again, right? Our leading hits leader, not in the hall. Our leading home runs leader, not in the hall. I could go on for days and days about baseball's faults. There is something ingrained in our American DNA that if you just give baseball a chance and you watch an exciting game, people are like, you know what? I really like baseball. I have never met anyone that says, I don't like watching an MLB game live. It's a lot of fun. I, right. I, I like going to them. So I will say that I have a bone to pick with your uh, eight friends since they only said that they liked uh, drinking beer and going to watch baseball. Fuck them for not mentioning hot dogs. <laughs> That's true. Some of them are going to get hot dogs. They, I, they, I guess they don't know about me, though. They, they, they better not disturb my routine because they were talking. They, they were talking. They're like, hey, when are we, you know, when are we going to get to the when are we going to get to the park? I'm thinking like. Game starts at 105. Like, we'll probably get there like 1230. It's like, I will be in my seat at noon. <laughs> I will not be watching. I will not be missing any of this. I will be in my seat, two beers, one hot dog, maybe maybe even two beers, two hot dogs, and I will All be right. ready to go. Since 1980, there have been six strikes. Since 1980, there have been six strikes in baseball. Not all of them have caused game losses, right? So I'll just read through them real quick. 1980 strike, uh, eight days of spring training, no games cost. 1981 strike, uh, forced Major League Baseball to cancel 713 games during the season and lasted from June 12th all the way to August 9th. 
1985 strike lasted two days from August 6th to the 7th and caused the league to cancel 25 games. 23 of them were later made up. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. In the 1990, uh, it lasted 32 days, caused opening day to be pushed back by one week, but did not result in any games being lost. 1994-1995 uh, strike was by far the longest in MLB history. That was 232 days. Um, it forced the sport to cancel 948 games, including the 1994 postseason, which made MLB the first American professional sports league to lose an entire playoffs over labor struggles. The then, Montreal Expos were winning the NL East at the time. The Montreal Expos did not make the playoffs because of the 1994. It's my favorite what if of all time. What if the Expos make the playoffs? If if the strike doesn't happen, the Expos make the playoffs and most likely are not the Washington Nationals. Perhaps. <laughs> we'll never know. Hey, there's some timeline somewhere, but I'm also white in that timeline. Right. So <laughs> am I Puerto Rican? <laughs> sure. Why or not? do I or do I get to pick what I am like Eric? <laughs> Hola way. Uh, and then uh 2021, you have uh the lockout, the short term, long term uh look. Here's here's what's crazy. I'm pretty sure that the collective bargaining agreement has to get negotiated again this year because they keep kicking the can down the road. So uh, watch out, Major League Baseball. All right, last bit of house cleaning. Uh, I know I rattled all the st stats from memory, but we'll get them correct and efficient here. Shohei hit 435, not 400. Uh, with the slashes of 606 and 739. He had four doubles and a home run. I was correct on that. He did pitch nine and two-thirds innings. I said he had nine strikeouts. He had 11 strikeouts, and he had a 1.86 ERA. Uh, if you don't think sports is rigged, then you didn't see Shohei strike out Mike Trout at the end of this baseball classic. Uh, and that's the last thing I'm going to say about that. Let's go ahead and get into pop culture pick'em. Today's topic is top five time wasting activities um for some reason uh eric thinks that he just gets to be first again since he missed last week you go back to the end yeah. big fella it's yeah. just following the rotation no bro. No, no the no, rotation you is you go last okay. now no, all I'm right i'll change it i can care less for pick. so right. the order is eric nick and then myself uh and without further ado take it away eric um, yeah, so top five time-wasting activities, obviously, like, what you do during your work, uh, or just in general. Uh, with mine, I'm going to say my number one thing I do that wastes time is watch or re-watch TV shows and movies that I've already seen multiple times. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I think I've seen Friends all the way through three times. <laughs> oh, those are rookie numbers, dog. You need to get that up. I think I've seen it three times in the last two years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Quit it. I very much uh, enjoy Friends. So, you know, that is... Uh, let me see if I can't zoom a little bit on this bad boy. Uh, all right. My pick, my first pick, I'm going to go, as a great Elon Musk said, uh, could this be a work meeting or could this be an email? I spend way too much time in work meetings that could be emails. 
And as a military-based company, some people have not forgotten the old ways. Uh, so my number one pick is one of my top time-wasting activities is planning how I'm going to use my time and then not following through on any of that. I am the king <laughs> of laying in bed next day activities. <laughs> I am the Jeffrey Bezos of ideas that will happen in the morning. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Like, it happens all the time. All right, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do that. And then at work, I'm going to do this. And I don't do any of it, including the work thing. And none I'm of like, it. I'm like, none of it got done. I'm like, what was the fucking point? And then... Um, all it takes is one one minor inconvenience. I'm like, a plan's ruined. <laughs> oh, well, schedule's thrown off. I can't. I, there's no I mean, possible way. I, I mean, can wake get up, wake up early, wake up late, wake up on time. That just ruins it. Uh, and then next, I'll take listening to music. That's a good one. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Like, so, I'll be sitting there and just be like, yeah. I'll put music on it, and three hours later, I'm still listening to music. So. Uh, my second pick, I'm just going to say traffic. But the DMV, which is D.C., Maryland, Virginia, for those of you not familiar, the DMV is the king of traffic for no reason. Like, it, like the, the, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason. You'll just drive on a road, and they'll just be stopped. Like, they'll just stop for no reason. Yeah, uh, so I still think Atlanta has the worst traffic I've ever been in. I've driven through Atlanta multiple times, and I've never had it like the DMV, but... Atlanta is just unreal how bad that traffic is, bro. But, I mean, I'm not saying the DMV is any any better or worse. That's just my uh, right. anecdotal evidence. All right, Eric, take it away. Uh, with my second pick, which probably should have been my first pick because it's literally the thing I do the most and it's the most counterproductive thing to my life, it's smoke weed. I smoke <laughs> entirely way too much marijuana. But it, whatever. It is what it is. Dude. Uh, that's actually not what I thought he was going to pick. Yeah, I didn't think that was what you were going to pick either. Really? That's well, cool. But yeah, but yeah I, good for I, you. I thought you were going to say sleep. Oh, no, but I enjoy that part. So... This doesn't, say, this doesn't say top five time-wasting activities you don't enjoy. <laughs> just, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been sleeping a lot lately because of the Japan thing. But other lately? Than that, I... <laughs> when did lately start? Last February? Get the fuck out of here lately. <laughs> All right. My All bad. Right. Go ahead. And then with my third pick, I think this is something that you guys can relate to, is uh, creating trades for my sports teams. I just I'll just sit there fake and like go GMing? through the team. Yeah, I fake, fake GM GMing, all day, bro. bro. Oh hell yeah, bro. I'm fake GMing right now, dude. <laughs> Alright, this 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 might be way too close to Eric's, and if it is, I will pick another one. But around this time of year specifically, the amount of mock drafts that I do specifically is incredible. 
And then I act like everyone is a is a revelation to the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I create 20 mock drafts and none of them go even remotely the way that the Carolina Panthers draft. I'm like, we could draft all left tackles. And Pro Football <laughs> Focus is like, A plus grade. <laughs> I'm like, I know my team so well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, mock drafts is uh, is a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then like, and then you, and then you're watching the draft, and you're invested in the draft. Then you're like, oh, you're like, oh, oh, that tight end from Northern Iowa is still on the board. Why don't we take him? I'm gonna, I'm, I, all right. I'm gonna follow your mock draft up with um, secondary market shopping. Okay. So your Facebook marketplaces, your offer up, your Craigslist, your eBay, your Mercari. I mean, you name it. I'm on there trying to find some sort of fucking deal. My most most recent deal purchase that I purchased, and it was amazing. I added surround sound to my living room, and I got... Two speakers that normally cost $450 after taxes and fees, uh, brand new. I got these brand new for $250. That's and a deal, the baby. surround sound is fucking banging, bro. So I, I spend way too much time looking at J's, looking at MacBooks, looking at uh, clothing, looking at action figures, comic books, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, you know, your mom's pussy. And, and sometimes I don't even pull the trigger. <laughs> uh, very next thing. Uh, top five time wasting activities. Let's see. Hmm. I, you just put me down for being on my phone. <laughs> just phone in general. Just f- phone. Period. <laughs> like... It doesn't matter. Not a lot of very, not a, despite how productive you can be on a cell phone, a lot of the things I do is not productive at all. Um, I've, I regularly wrestle with the idea of not having a smartphone and just going back to an old school flip phone, like a sidekick. You know how wild it would be if you just saw me in public pull out a sidekick? If you just uh, whipped out a sidekick, that'd be dope. Yeah, I was like, go, Robin, go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know, dude. I, I think the phone is a giant waste of time. I wish there was a way for me to to re- to reel it in, but that ship has sailed. On to you, though, Nick. Again, I again, if this is too close to yours, please correct me and I'll pick a new one. I waste so much time shitting but not shitting. <laughs> no, I fine. could... I could probably poop in five minutes if needed. I could probably poop in, in two minutes if needed. I don't need to spend 45 minutes with my legs falling asleep on the toilet. And yet, here I am. See, you can poop in two minutes, but it's not needed. <laughs> right. Right. I can poop in two minutes, but that doesn't give me relaxation. That doesn't give me... All right, on to on to you, Eric. I agree that one I do as well, bro. A lot of these, I mean, shit. This whole all fifteen, except smoking weed, but all fifteen is definitely on my on my list. Uh, 
So I know it's pretty similar to yours, but I'm going to be very specific with what I say here. It involves my phone, but just conspiracy rabbit holes. <laughs> I'm just all day, every day, just finding yeah. the new one and going deep down into it. All right, so uh, we just we just might as well not have done this line. All, each one of us was our phone. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, it was different. It, it was it was different iterations. It's all the same thing that all of us do. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same phone. thing. Yeah, it's all the same thing. All right. Um, and I guess my last one. It yeah, started off so... super easy, and now, yeah. now I'm like scraping. Dang, I'm, my list got smashed pretty quick, dude. I guess I'm going to have to steal one that everybody would probably say, but I'm going to say it. no, because I don't even do it that much. Uh, was that a humble man. brag you were about to hit us with? <laughs> I was going to say something, but it's not fair to the people who actually do this activity, so I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, I think a daydreaming. I just spend a lot of time daydreaming. Like, what if I won a lottery? What would I do? And then I come up with all these crazy scenarios in my head, like I would disappear right. for a year. All my friends would get a letter in the middle a year later with fucking coordinates. And if you show up, you're on the squad. If not, you miss out on the opportunity of your life. Just shit like that. Man, that would be <laughs> that would be intriguing. Would, would you show up, Jermaine? Absolutely. If someone sent me a postcard with coordinates. Bro. Are you fucking... That's, that's, almost, you that's, almost, that's almost an auto-send, right? Are you not, bro? No, I'm, I'm coming. I'm just like, bro. Like, I don't think Eric has ever raised me that big in my life. Like, if bro. just a postcard showed up from Eric that was like, yo, like... No, you don't to, know who it's from. Oh, it just says coordinates? Dude, yeah. if any one of my friends says no, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I would, I would honestly, you're I would, not an adventurer, bro. You have not played enough video games. The no, that's no, that's postcard, that's that's what I'm saying, dude. If you if you send me to my address a postcard, you know me, or you're trying to kill me. Either way, I like a good story. <laughs> Either way, I got two words for you: sleeper hole. Sleeper hole. No that's, chance. Am I not one. going? There's no chance I'm not going, bro. Dude, I've actually thought this scenario out so deep, it's crazy. I could have knocked up a girl. She could be going into labor when that, on the date and time that that card is telling me to go to these coordinates. And I was like, you don't understand. I was like, you obviously don't understand me. If this is what's going to get you upset, I can't do anything in this labor and delivery room. There ain't a goddamn thing I could do. And there sure as fuck ain't no reason you actually want me there because I can't do a goddamn thing. Right. I'll catch you on the flip side. So this this kind of reminds me of a deal I have in place with with one of my friends. And you both of you know them, and they'll know this as soon as they listen to this story. Fuck I'm you. Gonna, I'm not going to name names. And, and this person and I went out to the bar, and this person jumped on a pretty massive grenade for me. And had to spend a lot of their time with this grenade. How massive are we talking? We talking like Yokozuna 1992 WrestleMania massive or I'm I'm talking like on a scale of 1 to 10 where 1 is okay, I don't feel that bad for you and 10 is like you know this man needs relief right now. It had to have been like a like a 7 or an 8. God damn, that's pretty high up. So I, so I, so I told this person, I said, "Hey, I appreciate what you did. At 
any time and place of your choosing, you get to say, you get to pull the card and you get to say, here's my, here's, I'm cashing it in. <laughs> and I, and no matter what happens, I got to jump on that grenade for him. Right? So there's, so if you're, there's like, if you're married, you still got to jump on the gr- grenade. We listen. Hey, babe. <laughs> Hey, babe, I don't have time to explain, but I'm very, very sorry for what I have to do. The red phone rang. (laughs) Duty calls, babe. The red phone rang. I love that story because it goes back to that. You know, we're in the Instagram chat, and I sent that video. And I sent it to some coworkers and some other homies. And, like, so it's a video of this dude trying to get out of water. And there's a crocodile coming, and his friend literally jumps, like, and the people's elbows the the crocodile to save his friend. I asked you guys what you do. Obviously, you guys are all joking or whatever. But... Almost every girl said that bitch is going to die. And almost every guy, like, within reason was like, I'm going to at least try to save the homie. And, like, that story right there, like, dude, that's just, that's male friendship. That's just male friendship at its finest. Listen to me right now. If you don't jump on that crocodile, I don't want to know you as a man of science. Crocodiles have some of the strongest bite force in in nature. But they cannot open their jaws if you have their jaws shut. I'm jumping in the water. I'm clamping that mug, and we going. Also, Eric didn't do that justice. He hit a fucking macho man's people's <laughs> right. elbow. Right. Not, not, no, sorry, not people's elbow. Macho man top rope elbow drop. Flying. He stands up on the top, yeah. arms spread like he's Titan, like Jack's bitch in the Titanic. I could fly, and then hit the elbow drop, bro. Like that's a totally different elbow drop, my guy. <laughs> Get your I, shit together. I'm just there. saying that's that's like male friendship at its finest. Like right. you would never see on the other side that shit being done. Hell no. Women suck when it comes to other women. They are fucking assholes to each other. It is literally Darwinism. Whenever you see women interact with each other, it's Darwinism. Each one of them wants to think that they are the shinier object in the room at all times, and it's fucking hysterical to see. Dudes are like, eh. I am what I am. Fly, young king. You know what I mean? Like, it's unreal. But we, let's not get into that. Let's let's try to speed this up because we still got a division breakdown. It's, to go to. It's, it's the family guy thing, right? It's it's dudes, we know how to be friends. <laughs> All right. My, fine, my fifth and final one, time-wasting tasks. Break between tasks. Send an email at work. That's a 10-minute break. <laughs> You know, oh, I filled out this report. I'm going to go walk around outside. And it's always disproportionate, right? (laughs) Oh, paid my bills? Let's play three hours of video games to reward (laughs) myself. Uh, Yeah, so that's actually going to be my last one. My last one is video games. Uh, There is nothing productive about playing video games. Not a goddamn fucking thing. Not 60 hours of Harry Potter. Not 100 hours of Pokemon. Not There's nothing productive that comes out of video games. And yet, for some reason, I have every goddamn console. I'm watching gameplay trailers for every goddamn new game that's coming out. I'm plotting and scheming what games I'm going to buy and play. And stories I'm going to immerse myself into. And it has zero value added. I could literally go learn entire new skills with the power of the internet. And for some fucking reason, I'm like, nah, I got to take my player to 99 overall and lead the Bulls to 18 ships. You know what I mean? 
video games are fucking pointless and they're fucking amazing. (laughs) So this is not me saying I'm stopping video games. This is just me being honest very much with what it is. It's so fucking crazy. I play so many video games that literally the option above video games, my phone, it's nothing but Sudoku and, and generic games that don't have any title. It's just like ball match and, and puzzle arrow one. And you do like, love a good ball match. And fucking, like, just random fucking things. I have Tetris Solitaire, like, on my phone. That's how much games I play. And it adds zero fucking value. Thank God Sudoku at least keeps the mind sharp. Jesus. All right, Eric, read the final list, and then let's keep it pushing. All right, so I had the first pick. Um, topic was top five, uh, time-wasting activities. Uh, I had rewatched TV shows and movies, smoke weed, fake GMing, Conspiracy rabbit holes and daydreaming. Nick had work meeting that could be emails, <laughs> sitting in traffic, mock drafts, uh, shitting but not shitting, toilet phone, toilet phone scrolling, break between tasks. Uh, Jermaine had planning on how to use my time, <coughs> listening to music, secondary market shopping, phone period, video games. Venture games. Yeah, I, I think that those are all great lists. Those are, those are probably. I bet you like. We, we just hit, like, 87.36% of all men's top time-wasting activities right there. If you can if, – if there's any psychologists listening to this podcast, can you text each of us and tell us what this means about me, <laughs> my inner workings, why I waste so much time on those five things? I'd really like a psychoanalysis on, on my five time-wasting tests. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so – uh, thank you for joining us for Pop Culture Pick'em, top five time-wasting activities. Let's go ahead and get into our MLB divisional breakdown. Uh, today's fucking division will be the NL West. I'm too zoomed in. All right, we're ready, boys. All right, so NL West, right? Last year, uh, always a always a topic of, of controversy. Those goddamn Dodgers won the division, 111 wins. The Padres finished second. They, they qualified for a wild card with 89 wins. The Giants finished exactly 500, 81 and 81. The Diamondbacks finished fourth. They had 74 wins. And your Colorado Rockies had 68. Colorado still does not understand how to win or how to lose – a uh, hundred games in a year. Uh, I believe the Rockies on, were on pace last year for the worst road record in MLB history, but they they managed to turn it around. It was a running joke for like the first three and a half months of the yeah. Major League Baseball yeah. season. It was. So we like to talk about luck. Obviously, it's gone into uh, five division previews before this. We will continue this in the AOS. The Dodgers, I said they won the division. 111 wins. They were actually unlucky last year. Three wins below the luck factor. That gives them a win-loss of 114. Um, The San Diego Padres last year, 89 wins. Also unlucky. They were four below. Uh, The the San Francisco Giants were lucky. 81 wins. They were lucky. They should have finished below four games below 500. With 77. Uh, Arizona, actually one of the unluckiest teams. They were actually the 
unluckiest team in baseball. They finished nine wins below their luck factor. Foreshadowing, hammer the over. Which means they should have finished with 83 wins on the year. Colorado Rockies uh, at the end of the division, as much as I would love to say they were lucky or unlucky, they were pretty much average. They were unlucky by one win, which would put them at 69. We now move into the offseason. Offseason is very critical to this, this wins calculation that we did. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, in the offseason. Division winners lost uh, two of their former uh, two of their former players to the Boston Red Sox, Chris Martin and Justin Turner. Justin Turner obviously uh, got hit with a ball in the face. We don't know how much time he's going to miss. Uh, Cody Bellinger went to the Cubs. Tyler Anderson went to the Angels, and Trey Turner went to the Phillies. They turned this around. They signed J.D. Martinez from Boston, and they signed Noah Syndergaard from the Angels. All told. The Los Angeles Dodgers are down 13 wins in the offseason. That is by far the largest uh, win drop, the largest uh, wins drop this year. There is no team, Jermaine, that has more than six wins lost other than the Dodgers. And the Dodgers have lost 13. Really? Everyone else didn't lose six wins? So the only other team was the Atlanta Braves, and they lost 5.8 war over the offseason. There is no team closer to the Dodgers. Damn. I mean, I knew that. I was just named it pre-show, the, you know, the departures that they had. So Now, uh, we, we, we'll talk about it once we get into the division preview, but I would not be surprised if there's, there's not some clever – uh, clever thing the Dodgers are trying to pull right now. Second place last year, the San Diego Padres lost Will Myers to the Reds and Drixon Profar to the Rockies. They, however, did add Xander Bogarts from Boston, Michael Waka from Boston, and Matt Carpenter from the Yankees. Those are three huge signings. I don't know how good Matt Carpenter can be, but all told, the San Diego Padres added the reverse of the Dodgers, they added 12 wins. An 89-win ball club with the talent that the Padres had added 12 wins, Jermaine. What's crazy is I can't imagine that this uh, win equation is factoring in a full season from Fernando Tatis. Right, yeah. and a, So, and a, like, that, that should speak to even more volumes about what the uh, – like, how good the Padres' offseason was. So the win, the win equation does factor in a full season from Fernando Tatis because he was injured. It does factor that in? 3.5 war, yeah, that Fernando Tatis is going to give him. Oh, so you're a big old liar. You made my last point irrelevant. All right, yep. appreciate you. <laughs> All right, the San Francisco Giants third in the division. They lost Kurt Casale to the Reds, Carlos Rodon to the Yankees, and Brandon Belt to the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they added Mitch Haniger from the Mariners and Ross Stripling uh, from Toronto. All told, the, the Giants kind of on their downswing. Uh, they basically added nothing, added or lost nothing, about 0.6 war that they added in the offseason. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, like I said, one of the most unlucky teams. They only had one signing, really values or not value signing, but of significance this year. They actually had a trade in which they traded Dalton Verishow 
to the Toronto Blue Jays. They got Lordy, Lord, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, from the Blue Jays and a handful of prospects. Uh, that being said, the uh, the Diamondbacks are, again, around. They, they didn't really add. They didn't really lose a lot in free agency. They're about – they added about 0.5 war uh, to their roster. And the final team, the Colorado Rockies, uh, they lost Carlos Estevez to the Angels and Connor Joe to the uh, Pirates. They signed Brad Hand from Philadelphia and Drixon Profar State in the division, coming over from the San Diego Padres. Uh, that being said, Colorado, who before the Brad Hand and Drixon Profar trade had signed two players in the offseason, both of them to minor league contracts, the Rockies uh, added 1.5 wins uh, this offseason, 1.5 war uh, this offseason. Man, the Rockies. Uh, hey, at least you guys are still paying Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, DraftKings has uh, failed us again. They do not have the NL West uh, division winning odds on there. So, I'm now pulling up some janky ass thing called vegas insider <laughs> so i went through the DraftKings and they let us down on on the division but i think every other stat that we need is in DraftKings, so we should be able to maneuver that pretty easily it's just not in alphabetical order anymore which is mad frustrating but whatever yeah so uh, uh yeah uh, but the national league west opening odds right so uh we're gonna start with division winner nick and um, so the odds are Dodgers minus 140, Padres plus 140, Giants plus 1,200, Diamondbacks plus 4,000, and Colorado Rockies plus 15,000. Yeah, I love the Rockies, but I, I really think the value comes in here in San Diego. Oh, absolutely. Give me Padres division winner at plus 140. Um, I love what they did this offseason. And I love that they did it in a year that the Dodgers lost as many pieces as they did. So, yeah, I'm hammering the Padres to win this division. It's purely because it's plus money. Uh, the Dodgers are still going to be formidable. They still got tons of talent. Like, that's not an issue. But the injury to Gavin Lux, uh, you know, all the departures that Nick just rattled off. Uh, just gives me some pause. I, I assume you're you're taking San Diego to win as well, Nick. Correct. Yeah. Also, keep in mind Juan Soto played two months for this Dodgers or this this Padres ball club. Hit at most two forty, right? Seven home runs in two months, right? He did they, not play well. Yeah. Did not play well, right? You get Fernando Tatis back. I don't necessarily know how long Fernando Tatis will be on this ball club. Trade him for Shohei. I think he's. I think he is going to be a very, very dangleable item at the trade deadline for the Padres to add elite pitching or elite bullpen or maybe another bat, unless he completely blows it out of the water and then they they'll be glad to have it. They, or they, you can trade him for elite pitching and an elite bat. True. <laughs> Just they, go ahead. they brought in his, was it Xander, as his replacement while he's out, right? Xander Bogarts, yep. 
Okay. Yeah, because he suspended the first uh, eighty or whatever games. No, he served some of the suspension last season. I believe so. he suspended the first fifty games of the year. Yeah. Whatever. He's not their first team when they need him, and they brought in another guy that probably won't fail a drug screen. <laughs> yeah, I love how you put probably. <laughs> Just you never know. <laughs> All right. So next, let's get into uh, regular season win totals. Uh, according to our little handy dandy spreadsheet, Arizona here is at seventy four and a half uh, for the over under. I'm going to take the over seventy four. Unluckiest team in baseball, and they won seventy four games last year. Yeah, I'm going to take. And they had real no change there. I think. I think their young players are getting better. Yeah, I would hammer this over. Now, now, do I think it's going to be some crazy division winner with the Diamondbacks? No, but I think no. I don't think the Diamondbacks are their 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 young kids got better. They didn't really lose anybody, and they were an unlucky team last year. Give me a regression to the mean, like positively. Yeah, hammer the over. Yeah. So if you give me the over uh, for Arizona, that's clearly in my eyes. I'm going to have them finishing uh, third in the division, and. Finishing third is going to put them fringe wild card contention. Should some other teams underachieve, underperform, or be unlucky like the Diamondbacks were last year, we could very well be talking about a sneak playoff bid for them. Um, next team we have is the Colorado Rockies at 65 and a half. What a fucking great line. Nick loves to sit here and rant all the time about how they never lose 100 games. Is this the year? I cannot answer that. I'll let you go first, Nick. I don't know what side to sit on this line. I want the over. Um, I think it's just it's it's going to be another disappointing Rockies year, right? <laughs> it's it, it's you know they're they're they have. Old filler players, right? They signed Profar, they signed Mustakis, they 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 have you know Ryan McMahon is there. They lost um, they lost Brendan Rogers to a shoulder injury. He contributed damn near five wins last year above replacement. I, yeah. I don't I, I don't think they I don't think they lose. I don't think they lose. What's that? 97 games i think the rockies got better <laughs> i just don't think the rockies are good so the under is minus 120 right now right i just th th listen it, if you take anything from me and i'm probably going to be wrong because this is the first time i'm actually putting it on the on a on the record <laughs> the rockies don't lose 100 games they stay in that like 68 to 74 win zone I think this line is perfect. Like, gun to my head, I would have been like, yeah, I think they win 65 games. And now I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I got to pick a side. I'm going to go ahead and hit the under at minus 120. Uh, just purely because I want to root for them to hit 100 losses this year. Because um, I just want to see Nick explode. And uh, I think that would be pretty funny to watch. So I'm rooting for the under. Take, Give me that under minus 120. And uh, we'll move on to Nick's actual favorite team, the team he covers more and spends more energy talking about, <clears throat> the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
<laughs> whose uh, over under is set at ninety five and a half. And uh, again, this is a phenomenal line. Yeah, I I think the ninety five and a half is is a great line. I think, and 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 I I I'm might be remiss when I say this. Who's going to beat the Dodgers other than the Padres in this division? Still with the talent they have, I don't think the Diamondbacks, Giants, or Rockies can beat them. Then you look around the NL, right? I don't think like like the Cubs are are not going to beat the Dodgers. The Brewers, the Pirates, the Reds are not going to beat the Dodgers. The Nats and the Marlins are not going to beat the Dodgers. The Phillies might be able to beat the Dodgers. Right, so we're we're talking about five teams across the NL who they play the majority of their games against that can beat the Dodgers. I'm taking the over on this. So you're talking about what do you mean can beat them? Because we see the Dodgers lose games all the time to teams they shouldn't lose to. Yeah, they won 114 games last year, though. I can see them hitting 95 wins. That's why I fucking hate this line. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 111, 111 wins last year. You, uh, and, and yeah, they lost 13 wins. That's fine. But even if you lose 13 wins off 111, you're still winning 98 games. I just, I don't see them winning 98 games. But. I don't, I'm not fading this Dodgers team. They still have Buki Betts. They still have – wow, I actually blanked on a lot of their other players, but still. <laughs> like I, I know they have a very good roster. I'll take the over, – over at even money is crazy to me, so I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, in, in this case, right, we're going to talk about it like we talked about other stuff in the past. If you think a line in – the Colorado line is perfect. If you think – over under 65 and a half wins is perfect for Colorado. If they're going to give you the over at plus money, take plus money. It would be a debate if they gave you a perfect line and then each one of them was minus 110. Then you could, then you would have to be like, uh, then you would actually have to apply some thought to it. But yeah. in this, if Chase the Dodgers the over, yeah. you, you could see the Dodgers winning 96 games. Easily, yeah. Easily. Sure. So take the over. Yeah. Also, chase the juice. Like if you right. don't, if you're on the fence, chase the juice. Right. Like what you're gonna be upset. You're gonna be more upset missing out on over even money than hitting under minus one twenty. Like that's just that's a matter of fact. Yeah. You'd be like, I knew that should have went with the over. So uh, we'll get into the San Diego Padres. I don't even need to see the lines. Hammer the over. The line is set at ninety three and a half. I think that's far too low for this baseball team. And maybe Vegas knows something I have no fucking clue about. But 93.5 with a very aggressive ownership, with very aggressive general manager right now. You know, Nick already talked about the the Fernando Tatis what-if situation. Um, yeah, I'm taking over. And the over is only minus 105 right now. Yeah, I... I, I mean, I, I agree with you completely, as as we are doing on these divisional previews. I, like, I, I, Vegas, Vegas is Vegas is modeling how Vegas models. We've expected so much of this Padres team the last three years, 
right? Ever since they went to those Friar jerseys, mm-hmm. we've expected so much of them, and they haven't delivered, right? Through injuries, through poor performance, through suspensions, they haven't really been able to deliver on that Padres team that we that we knew they could be until when? Last year in the playoffs, right? They got better. They have a better team. I want the over on this. 94 games the Padres can win? I mean, yeah, I'll take the Padres winning 94 games. I have the our, – our model has them winning 107. I'm more confident in the Padres hitting 94 games than I am the Dodgers hitting 96. That's yeah, I agree. With, I agree with you on that. So just to put in the context, I had created this spreadsheet a while back, and the line for the Dodgers hasn't moved. It's been at 95 and a half, but it over was minus 120. Today it's even money. The Do- the Padres opened at 92 and a half. Now they're at 93 and a half. The overs at minus 105 for. Uh, 93 and a half and the over at 92 and a half was minus 120 so <laughs> the way it's trending i'd, st- I'd take the over it, it's- i'm i'm so confident in this that if i could find padres 96 padres 96 and a half i would still take that like and if it gives me more juice if i can get 96 and a half plus 125 uh yeah i'd be all over that i am fairly confident that the padres are a you know, a three-digit win team. Here's here's how confident I am in this. So I I would probably pick the Padres right now to have the, the NL's best record. So just to give you guys a little here, they have on, on DraftKings, they have what they call the regular season wins bands. Uh, 91 to 96 wins is plus 260 for the Padres. 97 to 102 is plus 360. And 103 or more is plus 550. So whatever level you think that team is, you know, the, the more you believe in them, the higher, the, the better the juice is for you. And I, I think that's a great bet. Yo, plus 550 for over 102 wins, Nick? That's 103 crazy. or more. 103 or more. Uh, yeah, I might take over that. 102, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might take that. Plus oh, 550. Holy man. cow. Those, hey, those bands is where the money is, bro. That yeah. is crazy. I love that. I love that. All right, so uh, last team rounding out the regular season over-unders, uh, San Francisco 81 and a half. Uh, give me the under. I'm, I feel incredibly confident that the San Francisco Giants max out as an 80-win team. Max. And so I'm taking the under. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I, I'd like to come up with some opinion to say, well, no, they have enough – no, I, I like they. They're it's they're not there, right? They, like the, the the Giants making the playoffs and almost getting to the World Series is the equivalent of the Marlins winning a World Series in the middle of a rebuild. Like <laughs> we, like we have not seen the bottom to this Giants team yet, and it's not a, it's not another five hundred season. I'll tell you and, what, and they and, missed out on every free agent they went after, right? And if it is another 500 season, I'm going to scream. But I'm going to take the under for right now. (laughs) All right. So, uh, man, this is a very interesting next category. So the very next category we have is to make the playoffs. Where in the 
world to make the playoffs. There we go. So, uh, very first team that pops up, San Francisco Giants to make the playoffs. Yes, is plus one eighty. No is minus two ten. Uh, I'm personally going to take no at minus two ten. That's Giants to make the playoffs. Giants, correct. No chance. All right. Uh, very next team we have is San Diego Padres. Um, yes at minus 400 no plus 330 uh, i'll take yes minus 400 uh yeah i mean there's no money in here it's it's a yes and and there's no money yeah uh you know i won't be betting the minus 400 but uh <laughs> if right. you can parlay that somewhere definitely recommend that very next team that we have is the Colorado Rockies to make the playoffs. Yes, is plus twenty five hundred. No, is minus ten thousand. I'll take the no at minus ten thousand. Yeah, but listen, I I I am going to personally. This is not a recommendation. This is not asking anyone at Room Three Hundred Three or the Roomies to do this. I will personally be putting on a bet of Rockies to make the playoffs. That is strictly just to give me hope, right? <laughs> that, is, that is just solely to give me hope. The Rockies will not make the playoffs this year. At plus 2,500. I mean, what? why not? Plus, plus 2,500. I'm going to put a pizza on it. I'm going to put 10 bucks, a, la- a large two-topping pizza on the Colorado Rockies making the playoffs. And then I'm going to throw my money away by June and it'll be okay. He's not confident enough to put a JC special on it. Though. No. Anyways, uh, very next team we have is the Arizona Diamondbacks. The yes line at plus five fifty is fascinating, and the no it's, and the no line at minus seven fifty is you know is what it is. It's but, an intriguing line, right? We've we've talked to you guys about does Arizona have it in the tank? They are my they are my one of two teams that are that are on the outside looking in, right? I think it's the Diamondbacks and the Cubs who are on the outside looking in. I don't think they can catch Philly right now. I, I just I, I don't think it's possible, unfortunately. Philly just seems like they're not going to be lucky this year. I think it might be. The- it's either it's one of two things it's eric now being a philly fan or reese hoskins going down yeah (laughs) take your pick that's that's a big blow i'm gonna hammer well maybe i'm I'm not gonna hammer i'm gonna say no minus 750 that is the very safe choice but i also behind the scenes might put ten dollars on the diamondbacks to make the playoffs yeah i'm 50 I'm also I'm I'm also saying no, but I I won't I'm I'm not gonna also I'm not gonna do the Jermaine pick. <laughs> I I think I think it's no. So the last team we have is Los Angeles Dodgers to make the playoffs. Yes, minus six hundred. No, plus four seventy five. Hammer the yes. It's it's for sure gonna happen. All right, and then next next uh, little bit of bets we're gonna get into is the division straight trifecta. Um, and let me just find the NL West lines. Oh, NL West not here. Yeah, it is. I just looked at it earlier. Let me there pull it, it is. Up. All right. So, 
The uh, straight trifecta, Nick. Who do you? What order do you have them finishing in? Uh, I have Padres, Dodgers, uh, Diamondbacks. I believe. Yeah, Padres, Padres, Dodgers, Diamondbacks. So Padres, Dodgers, Diamondbacks is the fifth best odds at plus five fifty. I'm actually going to take the same thing. Diamondbacks are going to be a, a kind of a little bit of a of an exciting team to watch this year. And uh, Eric has Padres, Dodgers, uh, Padres, Dodgers, Giants, Giants. That's the second, second best. best at plus two fifty. Plus two fifty. All right, so next uh, things we're going to get into is division finishing order and division finishing position. So we will start with the San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants are currently the odds-on favorite to finish third at plus 115. Fourth is plus 300. Second is plus 320. First is plus 950. And fifth is plus 1,500. Um if the Rockies weren't in this division, that fifth place bet would be kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take fourth here at plus three hundred, Eric. Oh man, jeez, I got something in my eye. It's probably all that. It's probably just dog poo in my eye. Uh, I'm also just. I'm also gonna take fourth. I think Jermaine and I are largely gonna agree with ourselves or with the, with each other on this. I, the Giants <laughs> to finish fourth in this division. It's a great it's 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 a great analysis. If the Colorado Rockies were not in this division, they would finish fifth. <laughs> All right, very next team we have the San Diego Padres. See, this is what we talk about with these with fucking Vegas juice when it comes to futures. If you take anything away from us besides fading us, is you can find the hidden juice built into their odds if you're paying attention to these to these lines, right? The Dodgers over under win total is set for 95 and a half. If we're going just based on projections, they are the odds on favorite to finish first. You right. would think the well, San Diego Padres currently they're the uh, their best odds is to finish first at plus 120. Second is plus 145, third is plus 450, fourth is plus 1600, and fifth is plus 10,000. Give me finish first at plus 120. It doesn't even match San Diego as the division winner. This is what we're talking about when we talk about Vegas and their lines. You can pick division winner for the Padres, and it's plus 140. Finishing first in division is plus 120. Ladies and gentlemen, find the value in these lines and you'll know how to bet it. Yeah, listen to the man. Yep. Very next team we have is the Colorado Rockies. They're the odds on favorite to finish fifth at minus 320, fourth plus 340, third plus 1600, second plus 5000, first plus 18000. Uh, I'll take fifth at minus 320. That the the difference between fifth and fourth <laughs> It's so crazy. Dude. It's 680 points. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. 
All right. Uh, I think Nick and I both agree on uh, Colorado last, so we'll keep it pushing to the very next team. Arizona Diamondbacks, they're the odds-on favorite to finish fourth at minus 115, third plus 300, fifth plus 340, second plus 1,100, and first plus 4,500. Do not need to entertain anything past the odds-on favorite. Give me fourth at minus 115. Uh, and then ultimately, we wait. This is the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm taking. Right. Oh yeah, I'm taking third at plus three. Yeah, I was about to say yes. Give me, give me Diamondbacks. Uh, give me Diamondbacks third. Um, and then we have the Los Angeles Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, their odds on their best odds is first at minus one ten. Uh, second plus 170, third plus 500, fourth plus 2,000, fifth plus 15,000. 15, uh, I will take second at plus 170, and that's pretty awesome that I can get that at plus money. That is pretty cool, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh, minus 110 to be first. Uh, yo, I think the Padres win this division this year. And if they don't, they're never winning this division. This is the year for them to win the division. That is for sure. That is without a shadow of a doubt. So that actually wraps up our NLS coverage. Largely the same for division winners at uh, San Diego plus 140. Our Nick and I had the same division finishing position. I believe Eric had um, just a slight change. He flip-flopped Arizona and San Francisco. And he also did that for his division straight trifecta as well. Both of us, ha all three of us have two teams coming out to make the playoffs. That would be none other than the Padres and the Dodgers. And that wraps up our NL West divisional breakdown. Do you guys have anything else for the tens and tens? Another for me. All good. All right. With that being said, follow us on YouTube. Instagram and Twitter at podcast room three zero three. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co-host Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.